the importance of sharing business values with your value chain partners. Twenty years ago and more, I was talking with the head of technical services for Jay Sainsbury, then the number one UK grocery retailer, and asked him, what are principal characteristics that you look for when choosing a food manufacturer as a private label supplier? Straight off, Jeff Spriegel said, we want a company that shares our values on food safety. If they don't, it's hopeless trying to teach them. If they understand and are sympathetic to where we're coming from, we can work together to improve food safety performance in manufacturing and throughout the supply chain. Remember, back in the late 1980s, HACCP and related control processes were leading edge, even esoteric in the food industry. Spriegel's words were wise then and they apply right now, but the present challenge is to establish sustainable value chains. If members in a value chain don't share the same values on sustainability and don't walk their sustainable talk, then the result is just greenwash, manifested as corporate website wiffle-waffle. So, what do I mean about sustainability? I haven't a fancy definition for you, and there are multiple elements to sustainability, but isn't it just common sense to conserve resources which are expensive and in short supply and for which demand is accelerating, like oil, water and land, for instance? In the face of mounting scientific evidence on greenhouse gases and their impact on global warming, shouldn't we work together to reduce our carbon footprint? In civilised 21st century societies, shouldn't the primacy of market forces be tempered by the social and environmental consequences of our commercial activities on planet Earth? It's peoples, animals and plants. I include here the shared responsibility that our industry has for consumer health. If we carry on with our current profligacy, are we ready to face our grandchildren when they look us in the eye and say, were you that stupid? Didn't you know what the consequences of your actions would be? Yeah, yeah, David, dream on. That's all good green stuff, but who's going to pay for us doing things differently? Our customers or consumers? Who's going to make a start? And won't they be at a competitive disadvantage if they do? Anyway, it doesn't really matter what we do because the big boys, like China and India, will just carry on regardless and bugger things up. Nonsense. Adopting sustainable business practices just makes cold, hard common sense. And here's why. In my professional lifetime, I've never seen such a consensus from key stakeholders in the food and drink industry on the need for industry-wide action on resource conservation. Governments, trade association bodies, international agencies, special interest groups, consumer activists, leading global manufacturers and retailers are all calling for action right now. The implicit threat from government is that if industry doesn't get its act together, then regulation will be imposed on carbon reduction, water use, waste disposal, etc. The CEO of the world's largest retailer, Walmart, modified the corporate mission to it Saving people money so they can live better starts with low prices, but it doesn't end there. It extends to being a leader in how we take care of our world. Greenwash? Well, Walmart has sustainable agriculture goals for its suppliers and has made promises on salt, fat and sugar reduction in its private label products. In characteristic retail fashion, pressure is being placed on suppliers to respond. Suppliers who don't sign up to retailer sustainability agendas will face the spectre of delisting.
Two, look, only a minority of consumers are actively changing their shopping behaviour as a result of their concerns about green issues. For the moment. But a head of steam is building, not least in countries that have relatively high household incomes and thereby the latitude to seek so-called credence attributes in the food products they purchase. Increasing transparency in supply chains, occasioned by the advance of phone-based technology, is becoming the enabler for the shopper. Point your iPhone at a product's RFID chip using a Good Guide app, for example, and receive an immediate reading on the product performs uh, on the product performance relative to competitors on taste, nutrition, social, and environmental criteria. Check out www.goodguide.com to get some background. Third, food industry participants with the greatest level of commitment to rolling out a more sustainable business future are those who have most of their corporate value tied up to the value of their brands. No surprise then that Unilever, Nestle, Danone and others are leading the charge. Paul Polman, CEO of Unilever, says, We're already finding that tackling sustainability challenges provides new opportunities for sustainable growth. It creates preference for our brands, it builds business with our retail customers, drives our innovation, grows our markets, and in many cases, wait for it, generates cost savings. Why wouldn't it? Save carbon? Save money. Reduce waste? Reduce costs? It's commonsensical. For more recent price spikes for food commodities and the perception that future raw material prices may be higher and more volatile than has been the case in the past, has focused manufacturers' attention on the longer-term security of their supply chains. Will adequate supplies of high-spec raw materials be available in the future, e.g. cocoa from fair trade sources, grain which is, say, GM-free, MSC, Marine Stewardship Council, endorsed seafood? Again, those principally concerned are companies with great brands that have values interwoven with the quality and social integrity of the raw materials that comprise the physical product. Promises made to consumers about brand values cannot be compromised when supply availability tightens. Interdependency between raw material suppliers and their big branded customers will grow and value chain members will and must share common values to safeguard the precious shared asset which is the brand. Is the high integrity value chain approach the model for all industry members? Well, no. Bog standard traditional commodity markets will continue to flourish albeit at a price discount vis-à-vis close-ended value chains where longer-term supply arrangements are in place. Individual businesses will decide which is in their best commercial interests. Six, be assured, as I've said in the previous podcast, the green train has left the station. For those with precious brand assets and who aspire to a premium position in the market, customers will simply expect that their favourite brands will have impeccable credentials relating to much more than just taste, but on the environment, animal welfare, health and nutrition, treatment of smaller scale suppliers, etc. Consumers will have a burgeoning interest and the technology at hand to check that food industry players are delivering on their promises, and if they don't, we'll be tied. This is the decade where the the claim sharing values in sustainable value chains is emerging from its incipient, amorphous tree-hugging stage into simply the way that profitable firms with a long-term future will undertake their day-to-day business. 
Twenty years ago, the wise Dr. Spriegel from Sainsbury was spot on. If your value chain partners don't share your values on consumer centricity, great tasting products, and a comprehensive embracement of sustainable business practices, then start looking right now for new partners. Thanks very much.